0: Hello and welcome to this podcast, my name is JL, I'm your host and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. I'm encourage you with all of these conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group whoever you're doing life with and to have the bigger conversation about the aim of this podcast obviously is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it but i'm sure the conversation goes beyond this so thanks for tuning in and feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions some stuff you want um, highlighted i'd love to hear from you And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him, now and until forever. Yo, yo. Good morning.
1: (laughs) Morning, bro. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Sounds like I'm a lot better than you. News just wake up or something.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, an hour ago, Nathan Forster says hello. He won't be on for too long. He's got to go to the shops. Just wanted to say hi. Thanks, Nate.
1: Thanks, just
0: brother. wanted to say hi. Oh, Aru, It's been a while. See you, because. <laughs> Went to high school with this guy. Morning, 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 morning. All right, all right, so you ready? Yeah, it's been a while, bro. Long time, long time. Oh my gosh, this guy. Nathan says good morning. Can you can you see the comments, Nate?
1: Yeah, I can see the comments. Morning, Nate. Cool, cool.
0: Let me just flaunt my cup.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> can you see my whole face? I was just only what the bottom part of my face.
0: I can only see your nose and your lips and, the uh, okay. face and I'll your mustache and
1: your beard. Okay. Could just lift that, Whoops. lift that up a bit. <laughs> there we go. Is that um, better? Nope. Oh,
0: there we go. you just gonna have to sit down on me. That's
1: all. <laughs> I could go to wide shop, but it's. <laughs> let's try that.
0: Oh, oh look where, is that. where is that? Where is that? Huh? Where is that? Where is oh, that? that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. let's do it. the um, uh,
1: <laughs> currently we'll waited to, to be unpacked office study.
0: Oh yeah, still in the mm-hmm. same place? Oh wait, no, you've moved. Now. Cool. And uh, yeah. if you're listening, sorry about the background noise, We today's been Day around my house, so you might hear a few <laughs> things happening around there. Um, but yeah, so we got together, uh, well, we didn't get together. I saw this, um, this post and we thought it'd be a good little discussion post, um,
1: but I'm gonna read it all
0: and then uh, we'll go from there, talk about a few of the things that kind of stand out. Um, because I don't know about you, Nate, but I don't know how much I am like, yes, you know, I agree with everything this guy says. It says, <laughs> yes, whenever I see a blog, a post-blog article telling pastors how to lead, what to change, what they're doing, um, that what they're doing isn't working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I ask one question. What church have you built or what church are you currently leading slash building? If you're not one of those two, you're peddling unqualified opinions. Many church mm. growth coaches haven't built great churches. I'm not taking marriage advice from someone who has never been married. I'm not taking church growth advice to um, to someone who hasn't built a great church rant over. Let's take it for what it is. It is a rant. And um, I thought it would be just a good space to kind of take um, a few of these things that I mentioned in here and have a bit of a you know a chat about it because I think while mm-hmm. you know I don't necessarily want to be really taking down these things he's got some really interesting points that I would like to um, to chat about with regards to generally how we think about advice and how we think about our opinions and how to share them, where to share them to. Um, mm. So what we have opinions about was one of the first things that is um, kind, of, kind of came up for me is that we, we do have a proliferation of blogs, articles, posts. Um, if you've got social media, you have the freedom to share your opinion, um, and how that just like kind of shot through. I don't know how we used to have opinions kind of vetted or um, where we used to share our opinions. I'm, I'm not so sure with regards to before Facebook, my memory fails me a little bit there. Um, but I think there was a blog or two that, that would have been around. Um, I don't know if yeah. any of the lads in the comment section knew um, any of that, but, Do you remember how you used to share your opinion before this became a thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I think, just trying to think how to phrase it, but I think um, the opinions weren't such a thing on the radar, if that makes sense. Like for me, just from my personal experience, I think there was a kind of an inbuilt, uh, assumed paradigm where those who are older than you, you kind of took advice from and not that you didn't question, but you kind of like, okay, there's lived experience there. You can kind of trust some of the things they say and you'll discover it as you go with more conversation, more discussion, mm-hmm. um, and more like openness to learning, I guess, without yeah. saying it overtly. And I guess not too much opinion, but, for me with my cultural background for, uh, it's very much, um, hierarchical sort of, you know, the eldest, you respect your elders. You kind of respect the people who are older than you, who have had more life experience, who can, you can trust that they've kind of experienced some things and they can speak into your life. Um, they might not have had the degrees or have gone to school or whatever, but you know that you can trust some experiences that they've had. Um, And I think as a kid growing up in that culture, I guess your opinions were mostly to your cousins or your friends who were the same age as you. And it was more about like, hey, look, I saw this, like this happened on the week, like this happened with my uncle or this. Like you kind of, you didn't really know, but you kind of, it was an echo chamber where you kind of bounced off experiences and ideas and then you were kind of correct it and you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Sorry. I didn't know that sort of thing where you kind of learned as you go. I don't know. I don't know if you talked about it in the, in the last podcast, but it was the, the idea of um, like the original church, like you kind of were able to just call each other out in the moment at that time. I don't know if that was us or someone else, but like the whole idea of doing church and life together, you were able to be raw and in your face yeah. together. Like, so that, that was kind of the experience growing up for me, the idea of opinions. Uh, and I think how it's changed and transformed, um, like Facebook started it mildly, but I think when it, for me, where I saw it start to creep up, and even yesterday, just scrolling up through Instagram, just a so thought just pricked my um, thinking was that, there's this trick on Instagram who's a lawyer, I think, or something that does all these, like, fun reads, all these things of whatever, like, goes through all, tries to get around the loopholes of certain things and, like, post stories. And I've got a lot of friends who follow her. It's kind of this thing where, like, you don't actually go to, quote, unquote, someone in your local area who's a professional or something. Like, you don't do the hard work, but you just rely on someone else yeah. who might might not have the experience to take their opinion over someone else. Like, and there's wisdom in certain things like, yeah, like, you know, like do-it-yourself sort of projects. You've got people who can show you how to do those things. But um, I guess for me, opinion-wise, I guess it was more, it was kind of like getting corrected by your friends. I didn't really question growing up those who more, lived more experience, even today to these days, like... Like some stuff, some older guys or elders might say might be like a bit cringy, but I won't actually just react. I'll just take my time to think about it first. And actually there's that inbuilt, like, yeah, there might be an element of truth to it. Whereas recognizing with some people these days, it's like, no, my opinion's right. So it's like there's a difference, um, not in opinions, but a difference in, I guess, respect. Really, uh, yeah. when it's peer to peer, it's almost like nah, it's my truth. Uh, when it's when it's peer to elders, it's kind of slowly going. It hasn't like it, there's no kind of difference anymore. It's like you don't respect your elders anymore these days. There's no element like there might, there's some definitely some crazies out there, older people, but like there's no kind of stop first think they might have some sort of experience in this. It's almost like, no, this is me, bro. I read in the textbook. Yeah.
0: Spent four, four years at now. uni, come on. Yeah, it's a good four years, a lot of money. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. One of the other things that um, comes to mind is that it was a lot easier for people to, from the conversations that I've had and seen, um, it seems that it was a lot easier for people to accept change of their own opinions because of who they shared it with and like disagreeing mm. with somebody wasn't so taboo. Um, yeah. So, and mm. generally didn't hold. I don't know if it's a, one of these um, I'm online phenomenon and I've got an image to project. So I've got to make sure that I'm right or I stick to what. I have said sort of thing, but people didn't use to latch onto an idea and just like hold it, hold onto it for dear life. Um, changing your mm. mind seemed to be, this is my perception. It seemed to be more, um, more easily accessible or just something that people did a lot more often, but I don't know, maybe it's stuff that media does to us where we, I don't know, we, we when we do something or we post something online, then it's almost like the image of who we are is then fixated to whatever that encompasses and we're not allowed to change over time. I don't know. Um, I certainly... Oh, yeah, that's the name of the dog. I certainly have um, seen personally for me um, as well that that's been one of the phenomenons that has happened, which is that the... Um, yeah, they're holding onto opinions, and there's generally like I, what's weird as well is that um, it seems that we're likely to share our opinion online, a Twitter, an Instagram post, a Facebook post, than to go and talk to people in person or call somebody up. Um, mm-hmm. And and it's interesting because, like, to an extent the world that's online, like, you know, if you, if you even you know, look up whatever you think on Google, it, it doesn't actually, it, it's not going to disagree with me necessarily or you're not necessarily in my immediate vicinity to give me a different opinion. And so mm. uh, versus if I actually talk to you in person, um, you're likely to give me something of a very different facet or a nuance that is going to make me Differently, so I don't know if people want to be to have their minds changed and things like that. Um, yeah, looking for it. Huh? My friend, Rory, read, huh? Um, my friend just goes, I like for media a lot media of escape, low step." Um, yeah, maturity. <laughs> yeah, definitely agree there. It's definitely a virtual escape. Um, go on, Nate. You were you were gonna say something?
1: No, I think, like you were saying, um, I just think about, like, my time at uni with just doing research for assignments and stuff, like I did a bit of history and stuff, and just, like, like there's two ways of approaching research, or there's two ways of approaching learning, is that you look for information to back up your own thoughts, or you look One for... It. the best kind. <laughs> you look for information to not only um back up your own thoughts but to give a bigger picture so you fill in all the gaps and kind of um basically give the reader because you can go two ways like you can give the reader their chance to actually have their opinion or you can all you can just narrow the gate and actually just basically say no this is actually how it is And I think we've kind of, over time, we've gone from like being scared to allow people to have their opinion about things to like, if I don't narrow this enough, people won't agree with me or like, they'll find out I'm a fake or something like that. Sorry?
0: Back to that PC culture as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like just experiencing it as watching it over time is like like you keep saying about like I can't remember what you were saying, but it's just like pre like the Romans twelve idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like constantly like this echo chamber. And I think <laughs> here we go again. Shout out Dave Ryder. I remember Dave saying what up, um Dave. what up Dave? Um I remember Dave talking about how just just because he's such a like great observer of culture and just watching how things are going, and it's just saying how like a couple of years ago, how new information or new technologies, things that we learn, just the the span of time it gets like technologies gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. And like I don't know he was talking about like how nowadays, like the average person has like an attention span of like eleven seconds or something like that. ridiculous. When today. Yeah, even if, if if you don't have something going, if you don't have something else to stimulate, you think like constantly deflecting, constantly and it's this idea of like I think in one way that is kind of informed this idea of like I've got to get my point across, I've got to tell you how it is, I can't give you room to get distracted by other people's opinions. There's that mm-hmm. aspect of it. But then there's also an aspect of it becomes so much more about you and less about the truth. And actually, it's more about, in the sense of like, that's good. Basically, it's like this guy posting that Instagram thing. Like, I'm not sure of his background. I don't really know him that well. I am. But it's eye catching. When you look at it first, you know him, do you? Um, it's like it gets your attention, grabs you in. It makes yeah. you think, and if you're along the same line of thinking, it's like, all right, great. It's something else that's informing and it's reinforcing my belief, my identity. Because my then it's like the idea of my ideas are my identity. It's who I am versus the truth is the truth. It doesn't care if you agree with it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like gravity. I've heard like, that
0: idea from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really, really, um, yeah, and, and it's really confronting, I think, because when you are about the truth, you are about the truth. Um, mm-hmm. And you kind of have to remove yourself from it. So I think there's something to be said about holding our opinions really humbly. Um, like, I just want to also say, like, obviously, Every single person is allowed to have their own opinion. Like you are entitled to have an opinion. If you don't have an opinion, um, you know, I don't know if you are leaving or whatever. Everybody has got one. It's a default kind of form. Yeah. You know, it, another way I think about it is just the lens through which we see the world. Um, so you, you're entitled to have opinions. There's something to be said about having it and holding it humbly and um, with an open hand. And with and acknowledging how um, sometimes when we are holding a certain opinion, let's say it's something to do with uh, being married when you're when you're single, you know, you hold an opinion about being married, what you think is like whatever advice about being married or being a parent when you're not a parent yet, um, being a missionary when you've never done a missionary mission, being a pastor when you've never pastor, the church, you know, those, those kinds of things is that is to hold it mm-hmm. openly. Um, because yes, there is a level of inexperience connected to it or a level of, I don't know about it. Um, and one of the things, my, one of my great passions and goals in life is to write a book and I'm kind of wrestling with mm-hmm. this opinion from <laughs> Tim Keller at the moment, which is to He actually didn't write a book until he was in his fifties from what I can remember from an interview that I, and I want to write a book one day. So I'm still kind of sorting, sorting through that and going based on his experience, he decided um, to give this advice um, from what he, from, from, from how he's been. So like, obviously there's a lot of context, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of, this is, how I've lived, and this is the best way I think I can look at it. Um, it was a lighthearted, more throwaway comment. But, um, you know, there's a level of agreeance that I have with it. There's, there's another level of, I wonder if that contextually works for me, et cetera. Um, so holding the opinions open. Um, and one of the other things as well, I just wanted to be generous for people who write blogs, podcasts, vidcasts like we do. Um, and also have a, you know, and just say like, I think that part of the heart of what's going on with this, with this stuff is that maybe, at least I know for me, is that if I can't reach you in person, um, the internet is a really great way for me to to reach you. And hopefully, which is not usually the case, but hopefully a lot of this stuff has been thought through in a way where... You can share your opinion, not be so tight about it, and then give the other person the space to reflect and then to come back and comment. Because um, Otherwise, it can just be like, this is my opinion and that you, know, you need to follow it. I get that. But for me, if I'm putting something like this on, um, online, I want to put it mm. out there, but also... Um, the whole idea behind it is if I cannot reach you in person, um, at least hopefully I can gracefully communicate in a way where I will still reach your heart and you'll actually see the world through my eyes. Um, and hopefully we can have a discussion that continues, or you can actually have a discussion with other people that you're connected to in a way um, that says, "Hey, he's a different opinion. I didn't actually see the world um, mm. this way." What What's your thoughts on that? And validating other people's opinions and well intentioned points of view.
1: Validating other people's opinion, I think first and it's got a premise. Like for myself, definitely, I have the tendency to be pretty stubborn and very much oh, like hold on to <laughs> hold on to to my opinions and so like when you're talking about that sort of stuff it's like it's very it is it is when you're in the moment it is very hard to kind of let go of that and like no like i'm right you're wrong Mm -hmm. and almost be caught up in your identity being caught in those thinking rather than the truth um but i guess Um, going to what you were saying about validating other people's opinions. Um, I think, like, I think you mentioned something about lenses and I think it's very important about, um, context. Yeah. Like what's that quote? I can't remember. Like text. text, You're a masterful quota, aren't you? Just man, that that someone was saying it. It was probably one of our policy meetings or something at work. Uh, something about context. Like, if you take, so if you take uh, a text out of context, then it's just left with a con. I think something that Dave Ryder said at church. What up, Dave? Uh, what up, Dave? Us.
0: You are killing that. Um, Come on. Yeah, sir. So good. It, <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Very so text I'm gonna write that down. Keep
1: going. I'm listening. Yeah. So I think it's very much you've got to you've got to approach people. Such a Christianese thing to say and cliche, but you know cliches there's always truth in some cliches. It's like you've got to approach people with a very open hand and yeah, very much an open mind. Now, don't run away with that comment of open mind as in like being all crazy and whatever, but the idea of actually being teachable and learning, don't go in thinking that your opinion is going to be the thing that changes their lives. Uh, Actually go in with the perspective that how can I help, which is very much countercultural, which is very much with the ad of social media and hiding behind your keyboard on the screen, it's very hard. Baby, <laughs> it's very hard to to like speak to someone and actually listen. Like that whole idea of communication is ninety percent listening, ten percent talking. Um, it's actually, I think, it, to help like the lens of actually going in and not saying here's what you should do, but how can I help? Or how can I bring understanding to the situation? Because it's very easy. I know at times I've done it where it's just like, this is what I think, this is my opinion, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And sometimes they just want someone to actually listen. Sometimes what that person is posting about is actually more than just what you see on the screen. It's actually there's a hurt behind it. There's a... There's something that's just happened and yeah. there's a story, there's like a thread of thing. Like yeah. it's the classic picture. We only see the highlight reel, right? We only see the condensed version of things that they try to bring. Yeah. But there's a whole movie behind that trailer. There's a whole story behind that one blow over the back of the book. Yeah. Um and I think walking in and having a mindset of actually um it's not about you. <laughs> it's very counter the current narrative we live in where it's like, no, you're the main character, bro. Like, it's all about you. Like, live your best life. And then when you meet other people and it's like, no, nah, you're like third and less list on their story.
0: <laughs> and
1: it's like, if you walk in with the mindset that it's actually all about you all the time, you're always going to be offended by someone because you realize yeah, actually. that actually the world is not about you. And I think, yeah, so going back to, like, opinions and other, like, validating, I think with wisdom, which comes yes. with experience, having a community of people that you trust to have speak kind of truths that, you know, uh, actually helping you grow and helping you flourish, or just in other words, just being more peaceful in your life um yeah i think having that first as your grounding as a person just mm-hmm. helps you set a good foundation to being able to support someone else or help someone else through that because at the end of the day someone's opinion i think from my experience and just observing of the years is like when people bring across their opinions there's usually it's usually a mask or a facade hiding some sort of thing that they're going through at the moment. Yeah, like I heard somewhere uh, that you can really tell how someone sees the world by what they say. That's true. Like, yeah, you can really see. like, you, you know, that friend of yours, that's always talking about how life is crap, and this is wrong, and that's wrong. So there's that victim mentality. Or you could look at someone who's super arrogant, and always talking about how great they are and stuff. And there's an insecurity of not being enough. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things, but the thing is, I think we react too much instead of taking the time to stop (laughs) and listen. (laughs) That's good. Um, I think that's the issue um, is that I can go on social media now or whoever is like, Going onto your Instagram right now and scrolling through and like, oh yeah, these guys having a chat. Move on to what reactor. This is boring. It's not it's entertaining me for like eleven seconds. Um, cool. and that's fine. Like, <laughs>
0: I do. A it's just a...
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: a I'm so sorry. My brain just. You remember the brain goat? Yeah, my brain <laughs> keeps on going. So don't let me keep going. You, you uh, so the here.
1: No, I think it's just it's just basically pe- people's opinions. Uh, I think we get so offended. Like uh, like sometimes yeah, you just got to be very careful about how you look at the world. You got to be very careful about how you see that person. Because I'm sure you're thinking of it, you know someone, people who are watching. It's like there's that one person that comes to mind. It's like, oh, I don't even bother listening to what they say. I don't even want to know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. there's always that one person that you feel that way against, and then there's also another person where it's like, "Yeah, tell me, man." I'm like, and we just it's let all of our boundaries dude. and our guard down. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, like it's, it's you, know, you got to be two
0: of these two of these instances. Um, the whole not listening part. Um, I think I saw. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I do this, man. I do this to myself. But it's it's one of those things where um, I, you know, talking about being exposed to people who think completely differently from you. um, I get this. So there's this weird thing, this weird phenomenon where um, people generally who don't want to listen to other people, who they disagree with will want to make sure that those voices that they disagree with are, um, quietened. Now Mm -hmm. um, there, there is space for a negative and badly influencing voice to be, um, to be, you know, turned down in your mind, whatever that looks like to you. But, um, yeah, just this weird thing of you disagree with me, therefore I'm going to cancel you from my life. Or you have an opinion that I don't agree with, therefore I'm going to cancel you from my life, et cetera. I'm not going to hear. So I had one of these instances, um, and this is the beauty of social media, is like you can share your opinion. So somebody shared their opinion. Um, mm. And I, I I know this innately that... For me, social media is a bit of a joke, to be honest. So I don't necessarily post anything serious. Um, Or if I do, it's like once every however many months. Somebody posted a story and I was just like, I got my blood boiling and I was like, afterwards while I reflecting, I'm thinking, why am I still, you know, watching posts from this person? I could just cancel them and just have a peaceful mind. You know, I just wanna, 2022 (laughs) is my year, you know, like, (laughs) Um, you know so there there was that that came along and then I thought oh you know what you you actually probably should be curious a little bit more curious than that Um, and Mm -hmm. my first lesson for that was um, it was in um, my little boy was going through a bit of a rough time so he had to be in hospital and my mom Mm -hmm. came in um, to see him and we just had this like this weird difference of opinion And I saw myself getting mad at my mum. What I didn't do was actually look a little bit beneath the surface and go, you know what? She's actually super worried. I did afterwards. Um, And we mended our differences, by the way, because a lot of these stories generally don't end with like, you know, you you accept that you are humble and, you know, mend (laughs) mend your differences. But um, yeah, during that time, I was like, so mad. Mom, this is not in my head because I generally don't like conflict. Um, mom, this is not what the heck is going on. But what I didn't see was that she was just a grandma who was worried about her grandson. Mm Um, and so that way the way that was communicated was actually uh, not how she intended to communicate it, but that was the underlying. Um, issue really there was like, she, she had told me I didn't sleep at night and I was like, mm-hmm. and, and that even piece of information, we should have informed everything else that she actually said, was just like, and then it came back and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. She stayed up, um, mm-hmm. concerned and worried about her grandson. And of course she's going to sound worried and things like that and not going to necessarily know how to communicate. Um, yeah where she's at, because she's obviously in a state of distress, just like I was, so mm. um, you know now moving on to the last part. Um, I want to talk about then obviously with the holding penis so, there is two specific lines that kind of around the same thing, but I'm not taking marriage advice from somebody who's ever been married, I'm not taking church growth advice just from to someone who hasn't built a great church. Um mm. but just that idea there I'm um, seeing is that we um if you have not been through it, your opinion is not is not valid. Um or there is also the other side of that of people who haven't been through it generally should hold um should generally hold their tongue. What's your mm. thoughts on this? Because um, I agree, personally, and I also don't agree.
1: With... <laughs> well, do you have an email where people can email their arguments? and Because <laughs> we're about to... Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, what's my... Jeez, what's my opinion? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, yeah, what's your opinion? <laughs> um, I think definitely, like... <sighs> So context. So my lens that I'm looking at it from is that I'm a pastor's kid, and so I've grown up oh, yes. on the on the other side of the yes. of the story of yes. the Sunday morning uh, yeah. or Sunday night. So you. Uh, I've been the you know I've been the the son who's seen the different late early morning knocks on the bell, on the door, the arguments between parents, um, the discussions about, you know, making decisions based on what God wants versus, like, the financial stress that put on a family. Um, And also, like, also my experience with the idea of just um, trying to find your identity as a as a kid in that whole thing of like your parents are looking after a church and you're supposed to be uh in the eyes of the congregation, you know, speak and span and have it all together.
0: Captain America <laughs>
1: Please um, <laughs> Yeah, stuff that bro. Uh yeah, so that's a kind of the lens in the context. So I think in the sense of like don't ever what's the saying? Um not taking church advice from someone who's never because built healthy one. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Built yeah. a good church. Um I would say yes. Mm. I would agree and say yeah, that's kind of true. But I also question that statement in the sense of um what is their perspective of a healthy church? Um, Mm -hmm. What is the idea of what a church looks like? Is it 5,000 people in the auditorium, the best lighting, the best um, ear-tickling preaching, the best preachers with sneakers situation? Um, Or is it a big Bible study on a Sunday morning? where we just go through scripture. What is your idea of church versus what scripture says about the church? Um, Just have to read Acts and read, you know, towards the end of all of that stuff. Like there's descriptions of what the early church did. Um, So I would question first and foremost, what is their idea of church? What is your idea of church? And so... To say that you won't take advice from someone who hasn't built a church is kind of, to me, sounds stupid because we all have access to the Bible and it perfectly describes what the church is and should be. Um, and I think there's got to be, like you said earlier, a, a bit of humility and understanding that the church is not about you it's actually about what god's trying to do through you in the local community and where he's planted you where he's placed you Um, and to a certain degree i can understand there's the the element of a business of church uh, that has become where yes there's certain certain churches that do it really well um, you know, think of feel some elevation, um, not because they're super bad or whatever. They just know how to do it well and striving for excellence.
0: They, yeah. Yeah. Keep going,
1: keep going. Yeah. Striving for excellence is great in everything. Like, you know, like that's what scripture says, like to do your best, like as unto serving the Lord. And yeah. so if you're great at doing accounting for a church and you're making sure we have finances all the time, every year. Awesome, great, yeah. But all those things that make that church amazing, like Hillsong or Elevation or whatever, um, just from an outsider looking in, I don't know, but Being it bad. seems I like everyone it. is actually has yeah. the idea of what a church is, which is serving each other, which is actually doing something unto the Lord rather than you know to yourself, yeah, and. To that statement, there'll be a lot of questions and wondering. It's like, well, what about all like those preachers and people who have failed and whatever? And come back to that original statement: the truth is the truth. Like, um, man is going to fail if you put your trust in man; it's going to fail. But it's actually about your relationship with God. So, Hillsong is a great conduit for you to experience worship and intimacy with God, or good teaching. Hillsong is not God. Hillsong is not God. Yeah. I think it's just, you've got to be very careful about what your idea of a church is. And also what's your idea of what marriage is? Is it biblically based or is it culture based? So I think Mm -hmm. not taking advice, uh, marriage advice or church advice from someone who's never built a healthy one there's definitely an element of truth because you want yeah. to have mentors. It. You need community to grow. Yes. So you need healthy you want to have people around you. To... Yeah. You want to have people who have been on the journey longer than you speak into your marriage, Who know, like, oh, look, mate, I stuffed up in that area. Just stop right now. Or like, this is what you should do. And, you know, take advice from people who have done great leaps and strengths in building churches that have actually served the community, like you guys, Grace Life. Um, And just doing things where it's actually bringing in the kingdom rather than building your own kingdom.
0: Yeah. Um, Absolutely.
1: So, yeah, I think that, yeah, I would, like you were saying, I think there's definitely two ways to approach that. And I think the first one, as we've been talking about for for a while now, is comes back to actually examining your own opinion or your own perspective of what a marriage is and a church is. Yeah. Um, And then from that will inform the advice you take in, it'll inform the advice you leave out, uh, and it'll inform your, hopefully, your healthy opinion. Yeah, of have to grow yeah. personally and as a church and all that stuff. So that's kind of yeah. my perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think we have, um, if I'm getting this correct, I think we, uh, what you're talking about is that those who are offering advice about how church should be, they definitely should check their expectations of what they. Are expecting that space to be and to hold for them mm. um because uh while we have um and hopefully most Christians are reading the bible um mm. you know and and placing every single one of these expectations before god um and so while we have the scriptures that let us know and give us an idea of how the early church. Um Approach different scenarios in a healthy or unhealthy way, uh, we formulate certain opinions with regards to that, and it does but we do need space to go okay this is my opinion, but I'm holding it humbly um, mm. as well as you know for the pastors the the married couple to be looking to people who are in a healthier marriage or are running, um, uh, leading a healthy community of believers um, and be seeking advice from that um, because there is health in that. Um, I think that the part for me where it strikes a little bit of a, of a, um, of a, we're not seeing the full picture here Has to do with, and I think I probably have held this opinion ever since I was single. Um, I remember having a few little debates with people (laughs) and with my own personal, within my own personal community about this, but this whole idea, um, which is, I think, I think it seems a little bit more progressive in its nature. Um, Like today, it seems we generally want to break down the ways of thought that have been there for a little while established for a little while that have helped us to be able to grow and be able to have the opinions that we have today and the ways I think that we have mm-hmm. today. We want to break that down. There's a lot of deconstruction happening. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the other part of it um, has to do with if, if, if you're not in it, then your opinion is not valid. There seems to be a, a, a little bit of that and that's not to do with this post at all, but it's more to do with the who we will who we will allow to speak into the atmosphere of our soul with regards to what we're going to we're going through um, what we're thinking and pondering, and so if you're not married, I'm not actually even talking to you about marriage advice if you don't have a kid, I'm not talking to you about um, having you know what it's like to be a parent if you're not. Um, single, I'm not even talking to you about what it might be like to be single. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're not a teenager, I'm not talking. And so we, um, these echo chambers start to form where we only listen to Mm -hmm. people that are like us, think like us, and it can create a little Mm -hmm. division, which is what I think I'm I'm coming at. And I think, you know, there there there's so many examples, and this is where you can get really nitty-gritty about all the stuff that's on the list, but um, the reason why I will generally push back against this kind of thinking has to do more with the reality that it actually really at its core, it disqualifies Jesus being able to speak into any space in our life that he himself did not go through experientially. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, jesus did not have children of his own that he bore therefore he cannot speak to me as a parent same with paul Mm -hmm. same with um any of the other disciples that that were single for the rest of their life jesus Mm -hmm. cannot talk to me about being married because jesus was never married so what opinion can he hold and i i hold jesus opinion as the ultimate authority Um, Mm. above above my own and i'm hopefully um, being transformed to to be to be like him um, every single day because um, what's interesting with jesus is for quite a number of things actually refer people refers people back to the scripture especially with temptation with the devil it's like it is written (laughs) um so there's a point to be made of that but um, mm-hmm. for him to be the ultimate authority of my life. I know Pastor Dave, what up, Dave? Yeah, it was pretty much Dave, all things. I remember one of the things yeah. that he said is that um, to be a Christian is to live as if Jesus is king. And for mm-hmm. us, we have a general, generally democratic view of our relationship with Jesus. Whereas that's not how you relate to a king, um, mm. and so in that I, I kind of I kind of push back um, that's another you know side sad point in the story but um, I kind of push back because I don't really think Jesus gives us any room within which his voice is not allowed to come in and to, um, to advise and to guide and to lead us. you know he tells Peter who's just fished all night, has been fishing for um, most of his life, go back in the water and go back fishing. It's like, well, Jesus, you're not a fisherman. You're probably brought up as a carpenter. Um, What do you know about fishing that I don't know in all my years of experience that you can tell me go back and fish again after I've been fishing all night? Um, Mm. It's a classic. Jesus has never had a child. Has never been pregnant therefore he can't speak into my situation um Mm. he 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 doesn't know what it's like but the problem i think um that we encounter when we have that is that we actually then reduce jesus to to an extent not the full extent to um the word that was used is um, he's just a source of knowledge not an authority on the matter. Mm. So, wow. no, I mean there are intricacies within which, obviously, we have a panel of experts and and a panel of people who have who have pretty much laid down their lives to, for lack of a better word, to research these areas. So we have medical experts, we have neurosurgeons, mm-hmm. we have the people that are. You know, um, even Moses, for example, even Moses received organizational advice on how to lead a million plus people from a guy who I'm assuming didn't necessarily follow God, uh, wasn't part mm. of his crew, didn't know how you know, his father Jethro, right? He didn't, his father Jethro mm. didn't know how to lead a million people. And yet he, he is giving Moses advice about how to break it down so that he can manage all of the, mm. that, that large amount of people. So opinion can mm. come and great advice can come from the most unlikely sources. And it's generally not the people that look like you. This is how God was able to use Daniel in Babylon. Um, Moses, uh, I mean, Joseph in Egypt to bring about a point of view and a perspective that actually said, mm. hey, here's what your dreams mean. Um, mm. Save a whole nation. So, I don't want to discount that God would speak through a six-year-old that I happen to know, or like a sixty-six-year-old or seventy-six-year-old that that I happen to know, uh, mm. because all I'm doing is I'm I'm limiting the ways in which God can actually speak to me and how my character and person can be formed if I go that route. And mm. I get it. Proverbs say. Um, that we should surround ourselves with wise counsel. That's the bin. The guys are picking up a bin. Uh, we should surround ourselves with wise counsel, but uh, that, that wise counsel isn't limited only to those who have the same experience as us. So mm. that wasn't a rant. That was a TED talk. Um,
1: <laughs> that was good, bro. So, that was awesome. I like that
0: that's where I push back and you know I think as much as possible let's give grace to one another that people who are writing these blogs and things like that also want the best for the world that we're in but you know as a person who has written a blog or podcasts or whatever um, I need to have the humility to not go my opinion is right um, because Uh nobody's going to care anyway and like three, four, five years. So I need to, like you said, listen more (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and also be open to hear great advice from very unlikely sources. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts? I'm just um, going to be cut off.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think... The first thing that comes to mind, I think, is definitely just whenever you're talking, whenever you're having discussions, opinions about things, if you're hearing the same thing come back to you and you're feeling good about yourself, just make sure you're not in an echo chamber. Uh, If it makes you feel good, then it's just your truth. It's not the truth.
0: Do whatever makes you feel good. No, That's not what you're saying. That's not what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think,
1: like you were saying, humility and being teachable. Being, being humble and being teachable. Yeah. Because, you know, scripture says, like, if we don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. Like, creation speaks to us. A six-year-old can speak to you. A donkey spoke to a guy. Yeah. Uh, the kids, you know, lunch on the Seven on the Mount, like mm. all those things, what they had in common, I would say, is that they were all available. Mm. I think if you're too, it's about me or it's about building my kingdom, um, that, you know, that Mark says, quote, about the king. Kingdom without the king, without the king yeah. um, If you're trying to build your own foundation, it's like the yeah, it's like building it on sand. It's gonna kind of fall. Um, but I think having a foundation of truth, you know, of the gospel of you know, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and knowing that the greatest commandment is to love your God with all your heart only soul and the second is equally the same I think set those good foundation and have enough a, a humility about learning and being teachable yeah which you know it's like oh it's so, so hard. no it actually isn't just yeah spend more time in the word and prayer like I need to take my own advice um so seriously gotta spend more time in the word pray um and just really, really just realize it's just not about you. Get over yourself. Like
0: die to yourself, as Jesus <laughs> will say. Yeah. Unless the kernel wind dies, it cannot, die, cannot rise and have life. we've <laughs> so <you've> got fifty <laughs> seconds remaining. Um mm. that's a good place to end it. Um to die to ourselves as Jesus says. And um mm. yeah, been appreciative of the wisdom. Um, and you nice. too, bro. I like this format. I like this moment. It's a little bit different, but. Yeah,
1: Yeah, a little different. uh, I like it.
0: Yeah. So, if you have any questions or anything like that, we'll uh, we'll email email your complaints to (laughs) John Luke. And cancel Nathan. It's my one goal. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, gosh. Yeah, no complaints. If you have a complaint, I will take your opinion in. I may not write back. Um, but, yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, Nate. it been fun. All nice. right. Have a good day. He's out. I'm you too. going to see a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh.